They're loading into the barriers. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. And they're underway for Moody on the Mic. Okay, the season finale of Moody on the Mic. Yep, the spring carnival is almost over and we're off to the paddock for uh, a little bit. Welcome to this episode and welcome, of course, to the man who the show is named after, Peter Moody. G'day, Moods. Great to be back, Rog. Um, we're going out for a little freshen up, are we? We're going to go and get a bit of sun on our back and enjoy some spring weather for a few weeks until we get through to Magic Millions. But uh, terrific carnival at Flemington, plenty of highlights. Um, only probably one low point, but uh, great weeks racing. Um, Mytho won a race the other day, I think, somewhere. Did he win a maiden at Tatura or something? Someone said today with a two-year-old somewhere, uh, he's happy. Uh, Mytho, as Moods mentioned, you've got a very nice filly on your hands. You've got a couple of good fillies on your hands, actually, but one, uh, <laughs> the first horse qualified for the Golden Slipper is the horse you mentioned on here not, oh, a couple of weeks ago, Sneaky Five. Fraction better than a Tatura maiden, as uh, Peter would have you believe. But um, anyway, what am I going to do on a Wednesday afternoon without my old mate Petey? I mean, I, I wasn't realising we were off for a freshen up. I thought Petey just... I mean, I was happy to go on. Pete, let, why don't we just keep going? Keep going through to Magic Millions, Pete. We may as well. Like, you haven't got much to do on a Wednesday afternoon, have you? No. Nah, give nah. back to the people? No, nah, no. Nah. Well, the people need a rest from you every now and again, Anthony, so we decided to have a little hiatus. <laughs> and right, man, uh, you going well, mate? Very well. Uh, you know, Rog, I love zipping classic days. So I'm very excited for this Saturday's racing. The most underrated day of racing on the Australian calendar is zipping classic days. So I'm very excited for this Saturday's action. Hopefully, we can find a few winners. Let's you be honest, Ray Man, you get excited for a Tatura maiden. So, um, yeah. yeah, Ray Man, can you explain that to the to the punters listening at home? Because I think most people are saying it's been a fantastic carnival. Uh, carnival's over. Uh, you know, we get to. Obviously, it's still a big meeting and there's a couple of nice races, but prize money, the sting's gone out of the tail. What, what's, what attracts you to the B-grade event? There's 10 outstanding black tie races on the card. We get a lot of different form lines meeting. We have horses backing up from the Melbourne Cup Carnival. We've got horses that have run well at the Caulfield Carnival. We've got some progressive horses that I think uh, can work their way through the grades heading towards the autumn. It's got everything, Mytho. Uh, you've got a runner. You should be up and about. Iconoclasm kind of looks like a pretty good chance, so you should be excited as anybody. Well, nothing's changed. We still can't go. We still be watching on the telly. God, it's been peaceful at the races without turds like you. They're annoying the piss out of us. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're a man of just self-interest, not, not, not influence. What we did see on Saturday when we were watching the races, though, was uh, another ripping uh, VRC Spring Classic and Bivouac. As we all tipped Bivouac here last week and he didn't disappoint, just terrific once again. One of my favourite races of the spring, always, and uh, it was a cracker yet again, even if it was uh, horses past their grand final, perhaps. It was the Absolutely. second year in a row, Rog, where I think the uh, the best performance of the Melbourne Cup Carnival has come in the uh, the uh, Daly Sprint Classic. We saw Nature Strip do it last year, and Bivouac was just so arrogant on Saturday. Uh, Bossy was just sitting there. He was up and about. Uh, it was simply outstanding, that win. And uh, I think uh, Bivouac uh, is a, he's obviously a great straight track horse. So I'm hoping next spring we see, uh, next autumn, I should say, maybe Black Caviar Lightning into a new market, into Dubai, into Royal Ascot. I think uh, the world's the oyster for, for Bivouac, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. And Moods, you would have been happy. They let fast horses run fast in a race like that. I mean, you, there's no reason to complain. No, oh, listen, it was a great spectacle, uh, Rog. Uh, the, the classic, sprint classic. Um, 
nature strip rolled along in front. And at the, at the 300 for a fleeting moment, it looked like uh, he was going to be the nature strip of old like he was last year. And uh, Huey put the pedal to the metal and, and he kicked on and put a couple of lengths on them. But then you look back to the left a little bit and to the outside and bivouac. Have you ever seen a horse chime in uh, as softly as he did? And you just said, oh, crikey, uh, gee, boy, you don't even have to be a lair. The horse is doing it for you. It was the last leg of uh, Ladbroke's multi that I'd, I'd had, and it was the easiest watch of all time, just uh, sitting back, smoking the pipe, going, how far bivouac? He's just went whack. And it was, uh, it was beautiful to watch. But uh, what, a, what a cult he is, and um, ha- how exciting to have a horse like him race on to four. And I know, Rain Man, you've been critical of, of this before, these three-year-old colts. We see them one day and they're gone the next. But uh, well done to Team Godolphin for keeping him in work, keeping him rolling and giving us that performance. And we've got the autumn to look forward to with him. And then all of us breeders can get a crack at him uh, this time next year in the breeding barn. So, um, no, it's a perfect result for all concerned. And, of course, Arcadia Queen came out and won the McKinnon in another great performance. We won't go too heavily into that, though. We're going to take a break. And up next, we're going to be chatting. We're going to be looking forward well, to this weekend. Hey, we've we're got, going to be chatting to Karen Ma. Just joined our call. Some homeless blokes. Just, who's that guy? Just chimed in. Narrow the field with Ladbrokes Easy Form. Place form-driven multis or singles without ever having to study a guide. Create your ideal bet using a range of form filters, including runner stats, jockey, trainer, and track or choose from market movers and favourite runners. Available on all Australian and New Zealand thoroughbred greyhound and harness races, Ladbrokes Easy Form does the hard work for you. Ladbrokes, back yourself. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. As mentioned, we do have a very special guest for our season finale. He uh, trained the Cox Plate winner, Sir Dragonet. He's had a great spring. Uh, He trains in... Conjunction with David Eustace, but more importantly, he trains Sneaky Five. Uh, it's a very good Moody on the Nike. Welcome to Kieran Mark. Hey, Kieran. Afternoon, guys. Do we want to talk about the um, the Cox Plate win? Do we want to talk about Sandown this weekend, or do we just want to go into the twenty twenty one Golden Slipper? Because that's what Mytho's pushing for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm pushing for. Also, we've been around the park. I think the last couple of years we've finished fourth and second, so. Uh, hopefully, Mythos Philly can get the job done. Of course, we uh, we are speaking about Sneaky Five, the horse that we spoke at the top of the show. Purchased for that, uh, just added that little extra five thousand dollars onto the purchase price, Mytho. And geez, it looks like you got a star. And I oh, look, I believed you, but then when I spoke to Kieran earlier today, uh, he was just as bullish as you. So uh, things are looking good in the uh, Rosemont Stud camp. Yeah, no, she'll just have a little break after uh, helping herself to. Um... Uh, what is it, Kieran? Eight hundred eighty thousand in prize money over uh, the last couple of weeks, and um, uh, it's uh, it's hard to believe, to be perfectly honest, that there's that 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 amount of prize money at this time of year for for horses. Uh, you know, really, just still learning about the caper, but um, you'll take it if it's there. Move hey, on. A couple of promises. Obviously, you've got some quality at the top end, and you've got some real good quality coming through as well. It's, the stable's looking very very good. Yeah, no, the team's done a great job right from the break. 80 Corbett all the way through, and uh, it's just fantastic to get the results. You know, they stump up and pay plenty of cash at the sales, and um, and uh, yeah, um, it's, it's been a great season. So hopefully, it continues. Kieran, before we look at uh, the Civic Classic meeting on Saturday, can we just touch on Sir Dragonet, the Ludbrokes Cox Plate winner? How's he come out of his good run in the Melbourne Cup, and is Hong Kong still on the agenda? 
Uh, they're still under the agenda. I just put him in there, um, uh, you know, in case I was always going to give him an easy week, just in case he come through really, really well. Um, it's probably, I'm probably leaning towards not going, but, um, you know, it is there as an option, but the horse comes through in pretty good order. He knew he had a, a couple of decent runs in a, you know, his Cox Plate run, everything went spot on and his Melbourne Cup run, you know, he ran, I thought, as good as he could under the circumstances. He was a little bit slow away and that sort of dictated the rest of the race. But, um, uh, yeah, he, know, he knew he had a couple of tough runs and, and um, he, he needed a week to get over it. But he seems bright enough now. Just um, if there was no COVID around, Kieran, and you were able to travel to Hong Kong with him, would that change things? Well, I just heard this morning that... Um, if I was to go over there, I'd have to do two weeks quarantine over there and then wouldn't be allowed even after the two weeks. I could only go from the hotel room to the horse back to the hotel room um, and then have to do another two weeks when I get back. So that, that all sounds like a lot of depression to me. So <laughs> um, uh, that's put a bit of negative, a negative doubt on it. <laughs> If you didn't take him to Hong Kong, would you uh, set him for the Sydney Autumn Carnival or would you uh, put him away for a lengthy spell and uh, come back for another crack at the Cox Plate next year? Uh, no, he, he won't go for a lengthy spell. Like the horse is, um, you know, now he's a Group 1 way for age winner. Um, he does have a value at stud. Um, so that may be an option for him, um, you know, come sort of June, July next year. So he'll go to Australian Cup. He'll stay in work. He'll have a couple of easy weeks. He'll stay in work, ticking over. Uh, he'll go to Australian Cup, Queen Elizabeth, and uh, you never know. He he may be he may be looking to uh, get some back underneath him after that. You got the Sydney Stable as well, Kieran. How difficult has it been uh, with the border closures between Victoria and New South Wales, and trying to you know, set your horses up there and you not being able to get back and forth as freely as, as what you would in normal times? Well, I suppose you just you rely on your staff uh, more. Um, I did go up there. Uh, Annabelle Neesham was my head uh, assistant trainer up there and she left and obviously gone out on her own. Um, so I went up there through that crossover from her to Jack Bruce, who's now the assistant trainer up there and um, I think his, his first weekend at the races was uh, we had two stakes winners, Holyfield and Anders. And uh, since then, it's gone. he's gone pretty well. He's got a pretty good record. And uh, Sneaky Five sneaking up there and uh, just keeping everything rolling. Uh, yeah, the team's doing a great job. It does. It has made it more difficult. But, um, you know, in some ways, it's sort of... Um, you know, they're less reliant and uh, you sort of do more Zoom meetings and, and stuff like that and, and there's other ways to get around it. So, but in saying all that, I can't wait to get up there uh, in the next week when the border opens. And let's look to this weekend, Kieran. The Sandown Stakes will start there. Uh, you've got uh, Junipel uh, going in. It, it's, it's only a small field and certainly Junipel is one of the leading chances. It's uh, 3.90 in the market with Ladbrokes with uh, Kenya's come up favourite ahead of Buffalo River. How's Junipel looking heading into this one? Well, we've been dodging the hard tracks with him. Um, he just, his last one on a firm track, he did it, it just took, took him uh, an extra week to 
sort of come back right from it. So I've scratched him a couple of times and and uh, so I was hoping this rain that's around at the moment would keep going. Uh, he, he did a piece of work out there on, on Tuesday morning and uh, went quite well. Uh, so, yeah, the race looks pretty right for him. Uh, Buffalo River looks like he'd speed along and, and uh, he should get a nice run just behind him. Um, his fitness, there's no worries. And as I said, he's been waiting, waiting to unleash. And in the Ludbroke Sandown Guineas, you've got Captain Canuck broke through for a maiden race win at the Valley. I think it was last start. Now goes straight into Group 2 company here. How do you think he's going to measure up in this sort of race? Well, the race is a small field. Um, it's a little bit of a throw at the stumps, but, you know, you can get those progressive three-year-olds. It, it was a bit of an on-pace track when he won, um, but, you know, he's a tough horse. You know, he certainly doesn't want for any fitness. Uh, he hasn't missed anything. Uh, he's, he's cleaned up, he's fitting well. And, you know, uh, there looks to be a couple of horses that, well, three horses in there that look to be reasonably hard to beat. Um, but outside that, you know, I just thought it was worth a roll at the stumps and he is an improving three-year-old. Etta James in the Sandown Cup, uh, the Sydney Cup winner over that 3,200-metre trip, uh, comes up with $6.50 pop in the Ladbrokes market. She was only third up into the Melbourne Cup, uh, you know, had a wide draw and, and uh, had to do it pretty tough. Um, two miles, this is a big step back. Uh, fourth up, still improving. Uh, looks a treat, this man. Bossy actually rode her in the Sydney Cup. He jumped on her a Tuesday morning, said she feels great. Um, up, bright, action's good. So two miles is, is uh, two miles and further uh, would suit her. But, um, uh, yeah, she, she's got a great chance, I think. You got one of the Zipping Classic too, Lord Belvedere. Did we ask about it? No, we didn't. He's um, he's uh, we've just skipped a couple of races with him as well. But he, he's he's raced all year. He's a bit like that Persan, you know. He went through similar, you know. He had beautiful form all year. He's had his run spaced, and uh, his work on Tuesday was was I was very happy with it. You know, it's it's probably it's probably not the strongest Zipping Classic we've seen. Um, and, uh, yeah, small enough field, he's, he's got a reasonable chance, I would say. But he probably likes to be drawn on the outside uh, or his better runs when he can just sort of stride into it when he, when he wants. In the Bart Cummings at Flemington, he sort of drew one or two and it suited Persan, but it didn't suit him. You know, he likes to just stride in when he wants to and uh, get that clear air. It's a little bit smaller field and, and um, um, yeah, all in all, we should hopefully have a good day out there. <laughs> What about Sydney Grey up there? Uh, no, it would be pretty quiet in Sydney uh, this weekend. A couple around the provincials. We might we might go to Canberra for a thirty nine hundred meter race. Uh, something yeah. that would qualify for the Jericho. The Jericho Cup. I see one in at Mooney Valley in the thirty eight fifty that won at Wagga last start. Yeah, well, that's the same horse. We're going to duel except for uh, Canberra. All right. Uh, just try and pick the easiest race. So we got one into the Jericho. It won at 3,800 on Sunday at Ararat. And uh, so he's qualified up and ready to go. We'll jump. And uh, we're just seeing if we can sneak another one in. Beautiful. And what about your best of the week? As Moods likes to ask, um, what's your best of the weekend for those battling Ladbrokes punters? <laughs> well, I think... Um, 
Uh, just going back to the Mytho Sneaky 5 form, the Art of Flying is uh, he ran second to Sneaky 5 at the Valley, uh, which form looks pretty good now. Uh, so he lines up in the Merson Cooper over a 1,000. Um, he's a bit of a randy fellow. He's a bit like Moods, actually. But uh, <laughs> um, and, um, uh, I think he's come through the race really well and uh, he's a progressive cup. $9.50 chance as well at the moment, the art of flying. So a bit of value there, punters. $9.50. How's that work out? What happened there? Brazen Boy uh, is the favourite. Two twenty-five for Phil Stokes. Won a barrier trial at Adelaide by 14 lengths. So I think there's a bit of trial form there with Brazen Boy at 225. Well, Forbes on debut, $2.70. But art of flying's got the run on the board. So $9.50 could be well and truly over the odds. I've, I've watched this race uh, this afternoon, Rain Man, quite closely because... Uh, I was interested in uh, Forbes because he's by capitalist and um, I'm taking a keen interest in the capitalist stock. And uh, the word out of the Freeman camp was that uh, this is one of their, their, their best two-year-olds and certainly uh, the best they've got by capitalist. And um, one of your competition, I was waiting for the Ladbrokes market to go up and it, it was, you're a bit just, I don't know whether you had a few internet issues, got hit by lightning, not sure, but um, you were just a bit slow out of the blocks and it might've saved you a pretty penny because one of your competition went up 380 and I see that court, uh, and, and within 10 minutes, it was into 270 uh, and your market has opened at the 270 quote. So um, you might have uh, you might have saved yourself if Forbes uh, lives up to a little bit of the reputational stuff going on uh, around capitalist at the moment. So it's going to be a good race, Kieran. And the Art of Flying was pretty good at the Valley. So um, your brazen, brazen boy, Forbes, and the Art of Flying. So we've found the trifecta anyway. And uh, Kieran, how was um, you, you know you had a great spring carnival. Uh, we, we've we've mentioned all the the, the big name wins earlier. Um, how'd you go with COVID celebrations? That must have been a touch tricky because you, you know you don't mind a drink after a after a big day at the races. Well, you know it's um, it's a it's a yeah I do like to celebrate and uh, especially when you get those big ones. But uh, yeah. Um, we're all sort of penned up and waiting to waiting to unleash, but we managed to sneak a few in there. But uh, no, uh, we'll have to have a decent old shindig in the next couple of weeks. There might have been uh, a few more than just the sneaky five on uh, Saturday night, maybe. Could have been the sneaky fifteen. <laughs> that that bar you're sitting as you speak to us right now, Kieran, looks like a pretty good place for a sneaky fifteen or twenty, and uh, a magnificent setup you've got there. And if I was trapped in, uh, inside in COVID times, I would, I would have been happy to be stuck in a bar like that. No doubt about it. Kieran, thanks very much for joining us on the season finale of Moody on the Mic and all the best moving forward this weekend and, of course, looking toward the Golden Slipper. Uh, cheers, boys. Yeah, thanks for having me on and uh, it's been good watching you all year. This spring, Ladbrokes is changing the way you multi, putting the power in your hands and giving you more chances to win. With our new split and blended features, load up your multi-legs with runners from the same race, and if any of them get up, you win. Get all the racing multi-combinations you want done in one. Ladbrokes. Back yourself. Minimum price at $1.10 for blended leg T's and C supply. See website for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Three of the key races on Saturday we're going to take a bit of a look at now. Let's kick it off with the Ladbrokes Sandown Guineas and the Hayes and Dabinick trained ASARs come up very short in the Ladbrokes market. Yeah, it's a $1.75 for a favourite here, Rog. Looks like it's going to be very tough to beat here. Sweet Reply has been $3.80 into $3.60 early and you can pretty much have any old price to rest. I went into this race sort of trying to find a way to get Azar beaten, 
but it's proved very, very difficult on exposed form. He's got a clear class edge over the rest of this field. He finished second behind Ole Kirk in the, the Caulfield Guineas and was far from disgraced when beaten as a short price favourite by Crosshaven in the Carbine Club Stakes on Victoria Derby Day. And there's no horse of Ole Kirk's quality or Crosshaven's quality in this field. And the Carbine Club Stakes form normally does uh, uh, fare fairly well in the Ludbroke Centre Guinea. So if he brings anything like his best form here, Aza, he should be far too good for this field. Barry one suits Damien Lane in the saddle. Uh, I think there might, might actually be a little bit of value there at the $1.75, to be honest. I think he's probably better. Uh, he's a $1.50 shot. Moods, can you see anything that you think can beat it? Does he run a mile, this horse? Does he run a strong mile? Like, I'm not going to knock his guineas run because it was super and he got collared late. He was all over the winner at Flemington uh, in the Carbine Club and Crosshaven fought back and beat him. Um, listen, he might just be too good for them, but I think he's going to be a better six, maybe six or seven furlong horse. Um, I just have doubts on him at the strong mile. Uh, so if there is a stronger staying, stronger miling type horse there with a touch of ability, it might beat him. But as Rainman said, you struggle to find it. Um, he, might, he, he probably just wins it by default. He's 44 rating points below, uh, above the next horse in the race. So that probably tells you that he could probably go around with a set of hobbles and beat them. But... Yeah, it's his race for the taking. But remember, you're up that hill the last 100 metres at Sandown. If you thought there was one there that's going to be closing, put it in your multiples. Wins it by default. As Homer Simpson once said, default. The two sweetest words in the English language. <laughs> uh, let's move on now to the Ladbroke Sandown Cup. Over 3,200 and uh, Cinder Wynn uh, coming off a, a great win last start. Rayman has, has come up favourite here in... Uh, and, and there's a bit of value around. Yes, Cinder Wynn had it won for basically three years until Melbourne Cup Day when he won the Macca's runs, uh, opened the $3.90 favourite. Cariff, another horse that doesn't care for the winning post, is uh, there at $4. And then you've got the horses coming out of the Melbourne Cup, Mummy Bound, the Moody Valley Gold Cup winners there at $4.80. Edda James, James, who we talked about earlier, is $6.50, the Sydney Cup winner. It's really not the strongest edition of the uh, this race I've ever seen. Cinder Wynn was really good the other day in the Macca's run, but it doesn't win. Uh, it wins come few and far between, so I can't get it short at two $3.90. Carith uh, is, ran really well in the Lexus Holden Stakes, and on that form, is heading in the right direction, but it's another bit of a non-winner. Mummy Bound, the jury's out, whether it uh, goes as well on a good track. We saw it win the Mooney Valley Gold Cup in really impressive fashion, but that was on quite a wet track. And Edda James is coming out of a pretty flat effort in the Melbourne Cup. So, found it a tricky race. I think Mummy Bound, if she does bring her best form, is the best uh, horse in this race. So, she can return to the sort of form she produced when she won the Mooney Valley Gold Cup. She'll be tough to beat. Edda James is the proven performer at two miles. She loves 3,200 metres. As Kieran said earlier, she's probably looking for even further. And I've always had, had like Cariff. So, it's uh, probably not a race I'll be getting overly invested in. But I've got uh, Mummy Bound on top narrowly. Stunned you can't find a spot for Sweet Thomas there, Rayman. But uh, I thought that was right up your alley. Moods, what are your thoughts? Um, oh, listen... Naval Warfare hasn't won for two or three years, but I actually viewed him in the yard at Flemington the other day and selected him at big odds for the Channel 10 viewers because of just how well and how outstanding he looked. I just wonder if he would take a bit of confidence out of that effort. Um, but, listen, this is a dead set raffle. Um, 
something's going to take home the big end of the cheque, but I've got no idea what it is. Well, you breed any of these, Mitho? No, and it's one of those races, isn't it? Like, I'm I'm depressed listening to Rain Man's summary of that race. Like, there, there's horses here that you – like, not even their mother loves them, in the words of Peter Moody. And, and you know, they've – but a couple of last start winners that suddenly shocked the world, sin to win – Shocked the world and finally put his beak out. Miami bound. She, you know, hadn't uh, hadn't struck a blow since Muhammad Ali. And you know, you've you you've got to find one if you want to have a bed or you want to have a quaddy. So um, it is a bit tricky. What happened to Surprise Baby? I took it in. A, I took it in the. I took it in a bet before they uh, they had declarations. I thought, ah, oh, this will just trot around for the prize money. But uh, Paul Prusky elected not to accept. What happened there, Ray Man? You got it's gone straight to the paddock. He yes, was He was going to run in the Zipping Classic, uh, not this race, and they decided against it by the looks of it. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I, I didn't... He, he didn't turn up Melbourne Cup Day, and he looked off in the coat. I know Paul has him living outside. He just didn't look the part. Um, so maybe he's just come to the end of it. But I think you'll see a horse go to the races a bit more often next year than, than have the kid gloves on and uh, be prepped for Melbourne Cups. And, and we might see a more... I don't know. We'll see, we'll see more of him as a racehorse anyhow, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, for one of a tip, I'm going Miami bound just because uh, if Danny O'Brien, once he strikes form uh, with horses, he tends to keep them there. And uh, I, 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 that's enough for me. D. Oliver, drawn well, Miami bound. But, oh, gee whiz, tough race. The Zipping Classic uh, is the last of the feature races we'll look at. Uh, over 2,400 metres, Avilius is the favourite in this one. Uh, Rain Man, but there has uh, there is a few chances here. But although you're speaking non-winners, and Sound is one of them, Sound doesn't want to race for three years like um, Naval Warfare moods. Uh, it's been a long time between drinks for it. Uh, Avilius certainly does look like the class in the race, Rain Man. Yeah, Avilius is the class. Been well backed early, four fifty into three dollars eighty. Probably the first time I've seen a horse uh, that well backed after finishing, I think, 22nd and beaten 26 lengths in its last start, which is what Avilius was in the Melbourne Cup. But I think the uh, it's quite clear now Avilius does not get 3,200 metres, 2,400 metres or even shorter is its go. And this run in the Caulfield Cup was outstanding. Finished sixth, but should have finished a lot closer to uh, very elegant. It was... Uh, one of the best runs in that Caulfield Cup. So if it brings that sort of form, it'll be really tough to beat here. If you look, it, it has been a long time between wins for Avilius, but he's been racing at the highest level for basically as long as he's been in Australia. So this is probably the weakest race he's contested in some time. You look at the horses that have beaten him this preparation, very elegant, Colding, Colding, and uh, Mr. Seawolf first up over 1,600 metres. So... Uh, if he brings his best form, he's clearly the horse to beat. Future score is an interesting horse. Uh, it ran really well the other day in the uh, the Hotham, and uh, it just looks like a progressive stay that's heading in the right direction. That's $5, but I'm with the class here. I'm with the Billiards. I'm future score, Princess Jenny. I thought they're both. Princess Jenny found form in the Bendigo Cup the other day, beat Pondus, who was unlucky, and uh, arguably unlucky again in the Queen Elizabeth last Saturday. So that form line might stand up. Future score, Cranbourne Cup winner, was good the other day. Um, you know, probably more of a target race for them than these others coming back from the Melbourne Cups and a few others. So eight from five for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with the uh, with the favourite and go Avilius. Um, he's he's one you've got to take on trust again. So um, I'll be taking a few others in my quaddy, but uh, Avilius on top just. 
All right, when we return, we're going to give our best bets for the uh, last day of the Spring Carnival, the official last day. Narrow the field with Ladbrokes Easy Form. Place form-driven multis or singles without ever having to study a guide. Create your ideal bet using a range of form filters, including runner stats, jockey, trainer and track. Or choose from market movers and favourite runners. Available on all Australian and New Zealand thoroughbred greyhound and harness races, Ladbrokes Easy Form does the hard work for you. Ladbrokes. Back yourself. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Best bets time with Moody on the mic. The season finale, the last chance to get a best bet. Mitha, you had a dead set day out last weekend. You tipped Sneaky Five. You also tipped Star Rossa. They both saluted within 15 minutes of each other. What do you got for us this weekend? I took the double too. Uh, the, the punning account's looking okay uh, to end, end the carnival. And I can give you another Rosemont Ruffy on Saturday. Way to go, Paula. Uh, a horse that Pete's had a little bit to do with uh, when he was managing our team. Uh, always a filly we've liked a bit. And she was a bit unlucky there in uh, in the stakes race on Melbourne Cup Day. Um, listed race 1,400. We rolled the dice. We were we were going to go the easy way on Friday night. But um, uh, experts said, have a little dip at the uh, at the listed race. You, <laughs> m- you might get some black tie. Uh, how, how, how unlucky do you think she was in that race, right, man? Yeah, very unlucky. I was uh, I was on myself, so I uh, had no luck whatsoever. So I think uh, a horse I've got a big opinion of as well. So I'm, I'm with you, Mitho. Probably should have been picking up the black type that we were searching for, but we'll we'll get it on Saturday, despite uh, the fact that Peter will be pulling on her tail. Way to go, Paula. Race two at Sandown. She's showing 10 bucks on Ladbrokes at the moment. She is each way all day. No. Rain Man, what do you got for us? I'm in a race three at Sandown. Race three, number two, Camel Passer. Uh, he's an old warrior, this horse. He's as tough as they come. He, well, for the second year in a row, he won down the straight on Victoria Derby Day. He just never produces a bad effort, this horse. He makes his own luck right there on the speed. He's drawn lovely in barrier three here with Willow in the saddle. I think he'll either go straight to the front or sit just off the speed there, and uh, it'll take a good horse to get past him. So I'm with Camel Passer, race three, number two, in the Kevin Heffernan Stakes. I'm going to go race two, number one, La Mexicana. A last start winner. Actually, won its last two starts. Listed race last start, Jamie Carr on board. Uh, if we get a little bit more rain between uh, now and Saturday, that soft track's uh, going to suit her down to the ground. So I'm going La Mexicana, race two, number one, Moods. Um, I'm sticking with one of Philip Stokes's in race nine, the Eclipse Stakes, all to Hoi Ying, coming off the Seymour and Sale Cup wins. Um, hard to say this is a step up in grade. Uh, gets in okay at the weights. Michael Toy riding in great form. Stoke Stable absolutely flying. And uh, hopefully off the back of uh, way to go, Paula's win early in the day. Stokes, he'll be shooting for a double or a treble. Maybe a treble after the brazen son of Brazen Bow in the earlier race. And uh, it's in good form. So race nine, horse four, all, all, all to Hoye. And... Owners, trainers, jockeys and punters. You're probably going to have to search hard this weekend to find one. But if you find a fast horse, please let it run fast. Have a great spring. Get a bit of sun on your back. Look forward to seeing you at the Gold Coast in January for the Ladbrokes Moody on the mic. Ladbrokes. Back yourself.